Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with another episode of the Ecom Show and I'm here with Jan uh, Garlic from uh, Florida and he's a great uh, video expert. Um, he, I just checked his website and he knows people like uh, the Harmon Brothers, uh, Chris Martinez from the Jude Agency, Jason Swank, I really like uh, that guy. Uh, you know Joey Gilkey, who actually he coached uh, my team for sales, um, and I can see a lot of Enix Signal, sing, Singal. Um, so I could see a lot of names, a lot of uh, mutual <laughs> friends, and uh, I'm really happy to see those. Um, yeah, Jan, it's great to have you here. How are you doing? I'm awesome, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. It's fun to be here. I love doing these. So you are a videographer and please tell us more how you ended up in this, uh, in this industry and, and what you do. Sure. So, um, I mean, I've done a lot of different things. I've worked for a hedge fund. I was in commercial real estate in New York City. Um, I worked bartending and worked for big time restaurants. And eventually I realized that what I loved was marketing. And about 13, 14 years ago, I really went heavy into marketing. And 10 years ago, when Google bought YouTube. I really, I always love storytelling. I re- love helping small businesses. And one of the things that really change is when you can deliver your story through video um, on different levels in different ways. I knew everything was going to change. And when YouTube bought was purchased by Google, I'm like, man, that's everything is. It's a whole new game. So we started Authentic Web was our uh, agency about ten years ago, and we help uh, businesses tell their story um, in, a, in a marketing fashion, meaning to accomplish goals in a direct response fashion. We create, uh, we help them find their stories, help them connect to their customer journey, each point along the customer journey, making a ton of different videos along the way. Uh, but I really realized that, you know, because every business does have a different story. We all try to compete yeah. for the same people. And that story needs to be told in the context of the consumer. Just like, you know, you don't go to a, a party and just start rattling off your story to people. They'll walk away from you. And, yeah. it, it, you know, we all know those people that do that and we don't want to be around them. Same thing with storytelling. You have to tell it in a marketing context. And that's what video allows us to do. Video engages us. Um, there's so much science behind it. And so I've really become a student of not just mark uh, video, but also of marketing uh, and written a few books. I've speak on the subject, teach on the subject, run our agency for the past 10 years. And now I've teach teaching videographers around the world, how to understand marketing, how to create marketing specific videos for their clients. Because one of the big differences, um, is a lot of people will hire a videographer thinking, Oh, I just want a simple video, but video is, there's so much complexity to making videos that work. And no one's taught that in film school. People are, te- you know, learning. They go out and get all the f- camera gear. And the biggest questions always ask people ask me is, "What camera gear should I get?" I'm like, "That's the last question you should be asking." So we've developed StoryCruise.com, where you can go find videographers around the world um, that are trained in marketing. 
And additionally, to learn more about marketing, we have giantsofvideo.com, which is um, where I have people like you mentioned, Harmon Brothers, Onyx Singal, Joel Irway, Greg Hickman, Joey Gilkey. We had about 40 people teaching what was working for them in video. So you can learn, you can find the videographers, or if you just want it done for you, you know, we can help you out in that. So that's how I've developed over the years, but really love working with businesses because when they use video the right way, they love their business more. Yeah, amazing. Um, do you think video is the most engaging form of marketing? Oh, yeah. Your message, one hundred percent, because you have a visual component. Um, you know, you have if, if a photo. Like there was some stat, like a, a minute of video is worth like one point seven yeah. million words or something like that. Because if if a picture is worth a thousand words, you've got like a thousand pictures. So you've got yeah. moving pictures, you've got facial features, you've got color, you've got sound, you've got music, you hear people's voices. All these things. Um, trigger different parts of our brain. And then if you add story on, on top of it to engage people, because a picture can tell a story, a photo can tell a story, but we're lazy to really dig in. But a video tells that story in such an easy way. So we're engaging through story, which triggers all these parts of the brain and all those different things. So I, until there's 3D holograms everywhere, video is going to be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We will see. Um, so... Hiring and training videographers. Let's say I'm an e-commerce business owner. I'm doing well. I have some nice numbers. I have my small team. Um, maybe I recorded the videos by, by this iPhone here. Um, and now I want to hire an expert. So what should we do? Where should I go? Where should I find the people? And how should I train them? Well, storycruise.com, people are there being trained. So there's we are training videographers. Um, you know... It depends on if you know what type of video. I was just talking about this. One of the worst questions that someone can ask or of a videographer is how much is it for a simple little video? Because there's no such thing as a simple little video. It, because if people see a commercial, I'm like, you know how much money goes into a 30-second commercial that you see on TV? It takes months of preparation and auditions and scripting and multiple cameras to make that simple little video. Um, you know, I, Daniel Harmon, when he's on, there's so much work that goes into their videos, so much work that goes in their videos, testing, etc. So you want someone, you know, Daniel Harmon's a great example. You want someone that knows marketing. If you do not know exactly the video you're going to create and by exactly, I mean, you know, what platform you're going to use it on. You have a script, you have a storyboard, you know where, you know, you know how long it needs to be. You know everything about the video, then you can just hire a videographer. But if you want someone that's going to help you to decide where that video is going to be used, what, you, you know, understand your goals, you need someone who's also a marketer. So you need to be asking those questions. You know, what's your marketing background? What platforms have you made videos for? What platforms do you understand? Because also, you know, the video that you make for a YouTube video uh, versus a Facebook story video versus a YouTube organic video uh, are all going to be different videos. And it might be the same topic, but they need to be formatted in different ways. The, the visuals need to be different. Understanding, you know, big screen versus small screen. All that stuff has to be taken into account, of, not just yeah. when we're editing the video, but when we're planning out the content. So... You know, you want to have someone who has marketing experience. If you're going to hire a videographer, 
you need to plan on training them up in marketing experience because I see this happen all the time. Someone is, makes really cool looking videos. They make beautiful videos. They've worked mm-hmm. on music videos and then they come in and they're like, oh, I'm going to make you this awesome, you know, AirPod video. And it's really cool looking and it does zero because it, it had no marketing in mind. Same thing, you know, with email, right? It, so yeah. someone could be the best writer in the world. They could have written 10, 20, 30 different novels and make zero money with email marketing because there's a big difference between writing for a novel and writing for email marketing. Yeah, 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 exactly. By the way, just uh, yesterday we had a live stream with a, with a copywriter. He works in our team and um, we talked about how, how copywriting is used in, in uh, different marketing areas. And one of them was video. And uh, he, he told me that the core thing for a video is copywriting because, because of the script. Mm-hmm. That's the main marketing piece. Do you agree that script writing is the most important thing to uh, create an engaging and high converting video? I think the format is, I don't think you necessarily need a script. We make videos without scripts all the time, customer story videos where it's an mm-hmm. interview, but we know the format that we're going for. We know how to ask those questions to pull that out. Um, you know, it, it, if you're making a, a, you know, a man on the street video, right. And you're interviewing someone for about your product, you know, Rick Cesari, who was on the Giants of Video, did this for Sonicare and, and George Foreman Grill and GoPro, where he has people on the street and they're asking questions. You can't give them a script. It'll look scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, if you're the owner and you're not used to being an actor, you shouldn't have a script because it will look scripted. Um, mm-hmm. So, but you should have questions that draw out the pieces that you'll then put into the context, the format of good copywriting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it comes back to good copy principles, but I don't think everything should be quote unquote scripted, but it is, you know, if you're doing a scripted video, yes, it it does come down to the script, but also understanding how to translate that script into visuals because you can have the best script in the world, but if the visuals don't tie in and properly excite the person, engage the person, yes, VSLs sometimes work, in some markets, but they're not always going to work. If you're using video, you're really wasting a lot of opportunity if you're not also adding a B-roll because you could sell something with with just a storyboard, right? And not a quote unquote script. I mean, a perfect example of that are, are the, uh, you know, the original Apple uh, um, iPhone videos. They're showing people using the thing, right? They're not really talking about it. They're showing people using the, yeah. the different apps to change their life, which is a storyboard, but it's not quite a script. So, you know, I just want people to be careful of that worrying, thinking that they absolutely need a script. Sometimes you do, sometimes you need a great script, but sometimes you can do it without a script and just a great storyboard. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, if it seems to be scripted like too much, then that's that's the problem. So it's just better to keep it loose and, and just shoot the video and yeah. Probably, yeah, at the beginning, I, I wouldn't care too much about the script. Um, yeah. yeah. Just proper uh, format. There's, you still have yeah. to engage the client, you know, the viewer. You still have to engage them and understand how they're engaged, but you don't necessarily need a script. There are places you should have a script, 100%. But anyway, sorry. Let me ask you about a question. Well, I, I'm sure you hate this question, but I need to ask. So what about the video gear? 
Uh, is it enough if I have an iPhone? I need an expensive camera, or what do you think about it? If you if you're really good at lighting and sound, the iPhone's amazing. You can do a lot of stuff with it. You can just make a much prettier video. You can do a lot more. But if you don't know how to use a, an expensive camera, don't get an expensive camera. Learn lighting. Learn sound uh, first. You know, get a tripod. Those things are more important. And then how you're uploading it and what, you know, how you're exporting. If you're going to do all that stuff on your own, that's the stuff I learned well before I get an expensive camera. You know, once you mm -hmm. know that, then the camera kind of comes naturally because you, you see, oh, I want to do this with light. Oh, I want to have that blurred out background like you see for me right here. I, then I know I need to get this lens or I want this lighting effect so I can get this light. But, you know, it's it's looking at what you want it to look like and then figuring out the gear, not getting the gear and then figuring out what you want to look like. And I think that's, yeah. you know, it's always the horse before the cart. I see so many people buy yeah. that $2,000, $3,000, $10,000 camera, yeah. get the whole setup, and they're so overwhelmed that they don't they make videos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. So I know that you help your... Uh, your clients, your customers with the customer review videos. And please tell us more about it. How a good customer review video should look like and how someone can affect that. Um, yep. Yeah. So I always use the word video case stories. Now with products, you still would want to have reviews. You know, unboxing videos are really cool. User generated yeah. content. So if you're in e-commerce, that's great. But in the end, if you have a story, a story is going to win every time of that mm -hmm. product. I mean, a perfect example, you know, one of my, once again, the iPhone ones are stories of how I changed my life by using the iPhone. It's not what processor it has or anything like that. It's look at this person using this. But with a great customer story video, we understand who that person is so we connect with them, right? We want to know as much as possible, like how much that connects with my ideal customer. Um, and then what their problem was and what's the solution. So we want to be asking questions about that and have that story arc. Um, that's why I always use the word video case stories. You don't want to ask people for testimonials. You don't want to ask them for reviews. You want to get their story. And you ask for mm -hmm. the story, you're going to have more people. So that's the number one thing is getting stories. You know, I've, we've done stuff in, in healthcare. You know, with beauty products, we've done these where, you know, it's, it's yeah, sure, my skin's clear, but what happened beforehand? You know, I, I was 14 and my, you know, I hated going to school because my skin was horrible yeah. and I tried everything else out. Now we've engaged with that person. Like, oh, I get that. That's me. That's going to get so much more engagement. That's good. Those are things that are going to last for a long time. Versus just a testimonial. Testimonials are great, but we see testimonials all the time. We see they can be Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And you, we, we're, you know, we're starting to turn off. I mean, I know I look on Amazon at reviews. I'm like, I'm guessing 75% of these are fake. And mm -hmm. but if you have one great true story, it, you know, it changes everything. GoPro has been doing a great job of it, showing people using the videos to make videos. Um, Disney is amazing at it. And they're not even real, quote unquote, real stories, but they show the stories of kids going to the park and what having a great day, right? And yeah. that's what we want. We want to show our customer stories. And um, so that's the number one thing is always be asking for stories, always be collecting them. That should be your number one job.
I, yeah. you, you know, I talked to Rick Cesari and I talked to a lot, you know, Daniel Harmon, all these guys start by interviewing the users of products. They want to hear what the users say. So the more you interview your customers, the more of these stories you're going to get out. And, you know, if you get on audio or video, you can do a lot of stuff. We do audio ones only that we make into amazing videos. Um, mm -hmm. But having that story is so powerful. But you never know when that great story is going to be coming out. So you should always be collecting them. Like I say, is build an arsenal of those stories. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, stories, stories, stories. And uh, you started uh, mentioning GoPro and Disney. I wanted to ask uh, if if I want to learn about videos and good stories, maybe can you tell me or tell us a few companies or even video ads that I should watch and I could learn a lot from those? Oof. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, always watching Apple. They do a great job, always storytelling, right? Very I mean, none of us care what chip it, is in there. There were back when the, yeah. uh, the uh, what was it? I can't remember the name of it now. Not the iPhone, the uh, uh, iPod. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. But the yeah. iPod, right? There were MP3 players that are a ton better than the iPod. Had more storage, faster. Yeah. But iPod, right away the story was a thousand songs in your pocket. Wow, that's the story, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a powerful line. Yeah, it's and it's it's a story, is what it is. It's like, oh, I'm thinking about a thousand. I'm thinking now. I'm walking around. I can listen to whatever music I want because back then, you know, before that, people forget that we had to carry around CDs, and maybe you had a yeah. hundred songs in your backpack. So it was an amazing yeah. transformational one line story. So watching Apple, watching Disney's commercials, um, infomercials are probably the best place to learn great storytelling. Because they're great, they have to be right. They're battling, and they want you to buy, and you have to buy right then because they're not going to get another chance to sell to you. And they have amazing stories, like the Gunthy Ranker stuff. It's a really good storytelling. I mean, and you go to our website, authenticweb.com, um, or, or or sorry, authenticweb.media or storycruise.com. We've got examples of great client stories, great customer stories on there. Uh, you know, and you'll see the different storytelling, but those are great places to learn, um, you know, and follow us, go to our YouTube channel. I'm teaching about all the time. I'm showing examples because the other part about the storytelling is understanding what device we're on, right? Do I have two seconds to show someone a story or do I have two minutes or how engaged are they? How much? Because if you have a 150, 250, $500 product and someone's really engaged and they're on your website, they're going to watch a three, four minute video story. But early on, they're not. Another one example is the, I forget who did it, but the Ford Bronco, uh, the new Ford Bronco story is out. And I wish I knew his name. I can never remember his name. But it, it is an amazing video about his story and how it incorporates to the Ford Bronco. And it's really cool, too. Okay, I will check this out. I, I haven't heard about it. Uh, a few days ago, I checked the website of Caterpillar. Uh, huge company, they do a lot of things, but they sell uh, boots uh, mm. for for construction workers, but they sell boots. And, you know, it's not easy to sell those. I mean, you need it or not. But uh, they put uh, videos um, on the product page. And in each video for each product, there was a person talking about their lives. Usually construction workers, they just talked about how they start their day, how they continue, they use the boots and 
they go they don't get as tired um and basically it's just a story about their lives so uh, they used these uh customer story videos uh, on their product pages and i found it quite engaging i I would never thought that I would spend uh, more than one second on a site <laughs> like Caterpillar. So, yeah, they have great stories. That's um, the that's the amazing part about stories is even if it's not your ideal customer, someone will watch it. And now we're talking about Caterpillar, right? Where yeah. it's, if yeah. you know if it was just like their latest backhoe, if their latest backhoe could pick up a giant boulder the size of my house, you might watch that video. But if, otherwise, you're not going to. The other thing that this is a tech, the technology aspect of this, of storytelling. And I want to get into this because we're all looking mm -hmm. for tricks for algorithms. We're all looking tricks yeah. to get rankings. Video yeah. is ranked by its engagement, right? How long someone's going to watch stories, get the most engagement out of anything. I've gotten things to rank for the most competitive search terms, videos to search on the number one in Google for the most competitive search terms because there were great stories. You can do all the other tricks you want, but if you make an amazing story, it will rank. Facebook will reward it by showing it to other people. Other people will share it. We're tr all trying to make these cool viral videos. Tell a damn great story and just get better and better at it. And there's nothing better than your customer stories because they're like, ooh, this person is like me. So anyways, that's my high horse. I'm getting off of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah i think everyone gets the point now story 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 <laughs> so let's get a bit more technical so there are so many different platforms where you can upload a video youtube instagram facebook even tiktok uh, amazon video let's talk about those so what do you think what are the main differences uh, between these uh, different platforms and what uh you know, what we should focus on if, if we want to upload a video on YouTube and Amazon video, Instagram. I know stories, but yeah, no. <laughs> beside, that, beside that. Well, so, uh, you know, the other question I get asked is how long a video should be, right? That's the big yeah. other question. Well, yeah. this is coming back to your customer journey, right? If someone's very early on, very uh, there may be a problem aware. No, I know I have a problem kind of seeking a solution, don't know about your product. You know, your videos are going to be shorter, you're still, but you're going to have intention. So that's where we want to focus on intention-based platforms. YouTube, obviously, is number one. It's the number two most used search engine. So from a technology standpoint, we want to yep. solve for that intention. So, um, you know, how to get rid of zits, right? Get ranking for that. And so that that's where I'd want to, if, if we have a high intention-based product, um, where we know people are looking for a solution, but they don't maybe don't know about this solution. That's where I'd be looking. Then you can move into something like Facebook. Now we have to think attention and we have to speak to the problems and call it out. And this is where I'd be testing multiple hooks. I would have different intros always for these videos and have 10, 15 different, you know, it might be the same interior video, but have 10 to 15 different hooks at the beginning and test them out of the video. See which one gets the most engagement. Yep. Um, and the best one of the best ways to do that is through something like Instagram story ads or even TikTok. TikTok is probably the best place to test hooks organically because you know you're going to get rewarded. It's 10 to 15 seconds, and that's how long your video intro hook should be. Um, 
you know, one of my favorite stories about hooks is not about video, but about music in Motown, you know, the mo the there's the, the funk brothers who were the backup band in Motown had them had more number one hits than the BG or than the Beatles, Beach Boys, and Elvis combined. And the reason for this was because Barry Gordy forced them to always get into a studio. And every time they wrote a song, every they would overwork the first 10 seconds. They would everyone would get as a group and overwork that first 10 seconds. So realize that that first 10 seconds of your video is important and then realize what platform. So we've got YouTube, that's intention. We've got Facebook, that's attention. LinkedIn, attention. So you know in your audience, you match the hook to it. Now, Amazon's interesting because you have attention. Yes, you want to get people's attention, but there's a lot of intention. People are searching for solutions on Amazon. They're yeah. looking for a product that's a solution. They're looking for books that are solutions. They're really, and the other great part about it versus YouTube, YouTube people are, are looking for, you know, answers, right? They're looking for solutions. They're not necessarily in a buying mode. You don't know yeah. if they're in purchasing mode. Amazon, if I'm look there and I can get a video ranking in Amazon, which you can get videos on Amazon, there's some complex ways to do it, but you can get them on there. You are solving for a problem that someone wants to spend money on. And all they have to do is hit a click. So if you're, you know, if you have that product that solves that and you can get a video there showing them, man, you are going to win all day long. Once I would love to see a research on uh, on um, something like money spent per uh, search on Amazon versus YouTube versus Google. Yeah. So how much one search is worth for Amazon or Google or YouTube? I'm sure Amazon would be the highest because if you search on Amazon, you want to buy something that's very yeah. likely. So, yeah. It, yeah. Well, the difference is though, Google has much higher value searches because if I'm looking for, maybe I'm looking to learn about divorce, but if I'm looking for a divorce attorney, if you have a super high end product, Google has much higher pay-per-click. I mean, I've seen now people are talking to me about $1,500 per click for some of these searches. So yeah. you, you've got to think that there's some higher value on the back end. But if you're in that, you know, sub thousand dollar range, I would probably say Amazon's going to win. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You cannot buy, uh, you know, the service of an attorney on uh, on Amazon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're probably that's not buying a, you're not buying a Ferrari on Amazon either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so TikTok is a very interesting one because I think the attention span is the shortest on TikTok. So I think testing the hook on TikTok that's a great idea, especially if you have a young uh, young audience. Um, so how to measure the success of my video on these different platforms, and what are the vanity metrics? Uh, I know that on YouTube the watch time is huge. And mm -hmm. it became more important in the last few years. Um, and I think Facebook is more like how many, use, uh, how many viewers you have, not really the watch time. But uh, is there anything else what people should take care of? Well, you know, you know, when you look at the metrics, right, you've got to think of where someone, once again, I keep coming back to that journey and understand your, your customer's story because, and when I say their story, it's like their journey and really knowing their story. Because if they're early on in that, those metrics of total view time and click-throughs and subscribes are important because you need to build that up. But if they're closer to that buying point, you know, 
you're you might not get as many views, but if it's super high intent, you're going to have much higher value. So I would say, you know, earlier on in the journey, look at you know your total view time, look at your click through rates, look at your subscription rates. Um, but if you have a, a video that answers a question, you know, Paul Murphy, who was on Giants of Video too, did a great job of this because he's ranking for stuff like XYZ product review. XYZ product versus XYZ product, right? And he's all he's doing is affiliate marketing. He doesn't have the most views. He doesn't even have the total view time, but he crushes it because he gets it ranking because of the intent of that video and knowing that someone's so close to buying mm -hmm. that, you know, and, and then that's where I would be looking. If I am in ranking, right? If 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 I'm at that point of buying and that high intent, I would be looking at ranking. Where am I ranking? How many different things am I ranking for? Because if someone, if it's like, you know, uh, Panasonic GH5 versus Panasonic GH7 camera, I'm pretty close to buying, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a subtle difference. So even if that only gets a thousand views so, and I have a for sale link below it, I'm probably going to close 10% of those people versus yeah. best DSLR. I might not buy a camera for the next two years. <laughs> um yeah. And so then I, I would be looking at, like you said, YouTube, it's total view time. Almost everyone is percent view time. You know, you get into Facebook, it's also going to be, you know, um, ac action taken. So how much action is taken? Uh, and when you get into something like LinkedIn, LinkedIn is unique because it's action taken within a group. So if you are targeting... You know, if you have a product that's targeting executives, but then you have salespeople clicking on it and you know salespeople aren't going to buy it, yeah. LinkedIn is going to show it to more salespeople and not to executives. So, I, you know, I wish there was like, it, it comes back to knowing what where that video is in the journey, what you want that video to do. Um, that's what metrics then I would look at. Okay. That was a very nice summary. And yeah, as you said, it depends on the, the, the stage of the funnel and also the platform and what your purpose is with the video. Yep. Um, so tell us more about the Harmon brothers. Um, I have a few friends watching this live stream and uh, before this uh, live stream, I, I just send them a chat message that uh, now I will talk with a guy who, uh, who knows Harmon brothers and then <laughs> they started watching the live stream. So I'm just curious how, did they get so successful? And what do you think, like, wh what was the reason of that? I mean, their success, you know, I was talking to Daniel about it when he was on Giants video as well, um, is testing, right? They know the product, they know their audience, and then they test and they test across multiple platforms. Um, they're constantly testing. So they'll test their YouTube stuff on Facebook it is first and foremost about metrics for them and testing the different parts of it. Um, they're pretty laid back guys, which is cool. They select products that are, you know, high quality products that they believe in, which I think is important as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they have a good culture in their company. They have a great culture in the company. You know, uh, it's it, it's amazing for me, like, because I've read their book on how they developed their culture, and we did a lot of the same things. And that's why I liked about them. You come to a lot of the same conclusions. And we meet people that have done the same things. Uh, you know, while they've worked in big products, you know, we work with services as well. Um, 
they, you find that they get to the same conclusions about what works. And so it was testing. It was, you know, humor, adding in humor um, and also being open minded. They're mm-hmm. not ever like, you know, this is our way and this is it. I talked to him about doing a Super Bowl video because he's like, I have to test anything before putting it out there. And he's like, I'm like, would you do a Super Bowl video? He's like, yeah, we almost did. But it's still like, because a Super Bowl video, it's like, there's really the, almost no testing that goes on for a Super Bowl. It's just like, boom. Yeah. Here's here's $10 million for 30 yeah. seconds and then gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're great marketers, first and foremost. They test and then everything else comes after that. Yeah, 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 amazing. Yeah, I so after this half an hour conversation, it uh, it seems like we need a, a good story and storytelling, um, testing a lot, follow the KPIs and set the right KPIs based on the stage of your funnel and your and your goals and yep. probably these are the most important things. Um, maybe is there anything else that you want to share with the audience before right before Black Friday and Christmas? I mean, before Black Friday and Christmas, this is an opportunity, especially right now in the middle of COVID, we are so disconnected. We are so disconnected. And right now is an opportunity to open yourself up and talk to your your audience, talk to your customers, use video to talk to your customers. And here's another big thing from Giants of Video, because we did that right at the beginning of COVID, is hyper-personalized stuff you know, spend time with your customers, pick out customers, send them a personalized video, like really personalized video, like say, Hey, I saw you bought this, you know, you've purchased for me three times. Thank you so much. You know, as much as you can do that right now, because we're all looking at numbers, everyone's going, let me discount, 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 spend that, spend that time with your customers and you will, you will win on a whole nother level for the next two, three, four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, by the way, I think Gary Vee is very good uh, in this. Uh, not as personal now because he has a huge audience, but he always tries to send some comments and messages to people. He does some random live streaming and, and all of that. So I think if, if anyone follows him, that um, then you can learn a lot from him. Yeah. Um, you can apply it in e-commerce or in any kind of businesses. Um, so, uh, Jan, thanks a lot for uh, joining us today and sharing all of these uh, great tips with us. If anyone wants to find you, where they can find you? Yeah, you can go to storycruise.com. Just, I mean, just follow, go to cruisetube.com. You can follow us on YouTube. Message me there. And, of course, I'm on LinkedIn, too, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, amazing. We will put these links uh, below uh, the podcast in our description so everyone will uh, be able to find it. Um, And thanks, everyone, for listening uh, to us. Every Thursday, we are coming out with a new episode. Uh, Stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal, grow your e-commerce business together.